Welcome back to The Strong Room. Our topic on the program today, estate planning, communication is the key. And this is especially true when it comes to planning a will. Here is Melanie Grant of Macmillan Estate Planning in conversation with estate and will planning expert Roland Lequie, talking about what a will really does and why family member input is vitally important. A will, in terms of the last will and testament, does two main things. First, it appoints an administrator or executor, someone who takes on the job of administering your estate, paying your bills, filing tax return, and then ensuring the assets are distributed according to your wishes. And of course, the second element to a will is that list of distribution, who gets the estate. So when you're naming somebody as your executor, um, who might you want to actually appoint? Well, typically it's someone who knows you very well. Spouse is the by far the most common choice. But if your spouse is predeceased or divorced perhaps, quite often it's children. And the question becomes, are they the right person? A lot of people will pick a family member or a friend and view this as sort of a an honor that they're bestowing on a person. And it really is a lot of work. So you want to pick someone who is overall organized, is going to be fair in terms of the decisions they make, and detailed so they can get the job done. It doesn't have to languish on for years at a time. It, an estate can be administered in, in a relatively short period of time if it's organized and the person attends to the task. And this is probably a conversation you would most likely want to have prior to appointing somebody in your legal documents to ensure that they are capable of taking on this extra responsibility on your behalf. Certainly. And they can hire outside parties to help, whether it's an estate planning firm such as yours, a law firm. Uh, there are a number of professionals that do this as, as a service. And that can be appointed in the document itself or left as sort of an engagement uh, by the executor, where they simply hire an outside party to assist. And Roland, I know the term disaster clause is used a lot in our office, but could you expand a little bit on that for the listener? Well, when we do planning, we like to look at what ifs. So if you pick a, a list of beneficiaries, and it typically will go with your spouse and children, but what if there's a common accident or a common or a disaster? where you and your spouse and children all perish in the same incident. We want to have an option. Who gets the estate next? So in the event of a disaster, that could be family, more distant relatives such as siblings, nieces and nephews. It can look at charities. And there's a wonderful tax benefit to selecting a charity in your will. But a person does have to give thought, what if? Okay. And that would also apply to their executor as well. Yes, we want to have a number of options there. So again, you, you typically go with a spouse or child as an executor, but if that person's not able to act, and remember, they're perhaps going through a grieving process. If your death was unexpected or the result of, a, of an illness, they may not be able to to take on that task of administering the estate. So if we have options built into the document, it certainly gives us an idea, a roadmap of where to go next. I know in Alberta, our probate fees are quite minimal, 
but there are other fees associated um, in each province if you have assets in each province that of property that needs to be probated. Also, what the executor could charge if you write that into your document or another professional company that may be retained. Yeah, there's three basic levels of fees involved in an estate. Government fees, and that varies from province to province. Alberta, as you mentioned, is one of the least expensive jurisdictions to handle an estate. And for that reason, Alberta is selected as a jurisdiction in a lot of cases. Ontario, BC, you can imagine we'd be among the higher jurisdictions. But that's one fee. Next, your executor is entitled to charge a fee. If the executor is a beneficiary, say it's the spouse who is the executor and the primary beneficiary, well, the fee then really doesn't matter because it goes from one pocket into the other. The third level of compensation is a professional engaged to assist. Uh, Lawyers, we are sometimes retained to assist in the administration, get documents pushed through the court. Accountants are often engaged to handle the filing and the final tax returns. Estate planning companies such as yours can be used for investment planning advice, um, general work. But those are the three areas of compensation involved in a typical estate. Roland, you must have come across some unusual questions from your clients over the years. Might you share a few few of them? Sure. Some of the less obvious things to consider when preparing a will, one that happened recently was burial location. Well, first of all, should you be buried or cremated? A lot of people don't have a preference, in which case the trustee or the executor will make those arrangements. But also, where should you be interred? Um, A lot of people nowadays grow up in one location. They may work in a different location, retire in yet another location, have family spread across the country. So the question often comes, well, where should someone be buried? Uh, Should it be a location where they were born? Should it be a location where family can visit easily? Or should it be the place where they retired? And believe it or not, a lot of families don't talk about this prior to their uh, families departing and will fight over it later. Especially if there aren't obvious beneficiaries. So if a person was divorced, for example, um, parents often take priority in terms of these decisions versus siblings or children. And that can become a real battleground. So it can cause a lot of disharmony amongst a family. That's right. A lot of disharmony in an area that certainly doesn't have to be there. So a will, which is meant to protect and safeguard your family, can actually cause you issues. certainly can. And and another area that people often fight over are the smaller personal possessions. It's because of their sentimental value. Mm -hmm. There may have been something that a particular child finds endearing about a parent. Uh, We had one family where they fought over the vinyl record collection that that the father owned. I doubt any of the kids have a means of playing these records, but they all wanted them and they couldn't be divided. They had to be set up as as a collection. And because there wasn't an indication in the will, it led to a real battle amongst the kids as to who would get these records. So planning around it, asking maybe your your specific questions of your children, like what is sentimental to you in our estate, may be very beneficial to iron out issues that might cause discord down the road. Definitely. Having these conversations ahead of time, getting appreciation for what 
people's various interests are and then having it properly documented is all key. It reminds me of that one family that we did planning for some years ago, a very traditional male-dominated business. And when the fellow approached his children to see who would take over the family business, it was a surprise that his daughter wanted to continue on under the family name rather than the son. Mm-hmm. And again, being a traditionally male-oriented business, that was a surprise to everyone, something that didn't come up unless that discussion was had. So the bottom line is, it's very important to consider questions such as these because they do operate while you're still alive. Who's going to look after your finances? What sort of health treatments do you want or not want in terms of termination of support? So giving some contemplation to these topics is a very crucial task. Communication remains the key to estate planning for families. Our thanks to Sherry McMillan, Melanie Grant, and Roland Lequee for their contributions on the program today. If you have any questions or comments, we welcome you to contact us at macmillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room.